You're listening to All Ears with Somewhere Soul. Welcome to episode eight of the All Ears podcast. This is Josh Mason, and today I'll be speaking with singer-songwriter and instrumentalist Ego LMA. Having recently signed to Brighton-based label True Thoughts, Ego's latest release, Table for One, marked the start of an exciting new journey for her and a transition towards a new sound that fuses together neo-soul and jazz. Throughout the course of the episode, we talk about her creative process, self-care and personal development, reading, spirituality, and lots more. Ego LMA. Hi. Thanks so much for coming onto the podcast. Thanks for having me. How you doing? Um... Honestly. Honestly. <laughs> I was like, should I just say a really nice version? Um, I'm doing well because of this tea tree thing. Different mm. things going off. I was a bit flustered. Yeah. A bit tired, a bit drained, but I'm I'm good now. Yeah, so for yeah. those that don't know, um, you had your is it your first headline show or just a headline no, show? It was it was a headline show. It's the first in a while. Yeah. So it's just really overwhelming. Because mm-hmm. I tend to get I'm quite panicky. And like I said, I'm quite, a, I'm very slow paced. Like naturally, I'm just like, oh, I just want to be chilled like at all times. Mm-hmm. So when I know something's pending, because this has been in the book since like the end of last year. So it's just been like on my mind. I'm like, oh, I wonder what it's going to be like. And I just overthink things. And then mm-hmm. I get really panicky. And then I just get overwhelmed. And I'm just like, oh, I just wanted it to be over for the longest time. Even mm-hmm. though it was amazing. Like yeah, yesterday yeah. was so good. But I tend to just, overdo it which makes me not enjoy the lead up to it which is something that I really want to like work on well I can relate to when I've put events on on the day of the event people ask like oh how you feeling I'm like I want it over (laughs) I just want it over I really really want it over yeah but I meet people that are like I'm so excited like I can't wait and I'm like the complete opposite that I just feel like something's wrong Yes, yeah, so talk. But this is crazy because I was mm. I was going to open up by saying like I take it you don't get nervous. <laughs> I do get really because you would have no idea. You look you looked completely in your element. I am like stage. when I get on stage, I'm fine because ah, okay. I feel like also the band are so great. The people I work with are mm. really amazing. But it's just the leader. But as soon as I'm on stage, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, let's enjoy it. Let's be present. We've worked really hard for this, and the crowd are always really fun. And we just have a good time. So, like, that's not... I'm not putting that on. It's just the lead-up. It's yeah. like, oh, no, and my stomach. And it's, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, so talk me through <laughs> um, the lead-up, starting from, like, did you have a good night's sleep before? Yeah, I did have a good night's sleep. Well, that's something. <laughs> that's that's <good>. something. <laughs> yeah, and then... So, like, the sound check's always really early. The load-in with people whoa, whoa, whoa. So, before that... yeah. Like food, drink, like breakfast. Are you oh, mindful of those sorts mm, of things, or are you pretty relaxed? Like I the do, whole day? yeah. I eat breakfast. I didn't have any dinner last night though because I was just running around mm-hmm. and making sure everybody else was okay. And then before I know, it, the doors were open, and I had a quick meeting with the guys from True Thoughts because they came down from Brighton because Rob was DJing. So then we had a little catch up, and then before I knew it, it was like, oh, the doors are open, and I want to see Brian. He was playing before me, mm-hmm. so. I just, yeah, I didn't eat, which was probably a bad idea because I was also drinking quite a bit of wine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So you were a drinker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you were a drinker to settle the nerves. Yeah. I sense. drink like a glass or two mm-hmm. to calm me down, which is another thing where I'm like, I want to try 
and not to do that, like do a gig without having a drink beforehand. Mm. But I feel like I'll just be really stiff. I'm like way too conscious of what's going on, whereas I like loosen up when I've had a drink yeah. and enjoy it more. Which it's, is a, it's a tough one, that, because... It, no, because <laughs> I've, I have this... When I'm at an event, mm. um, or like a gig or something, and I see someone I want to speak to or yeah. network with, if I'm sober, I'm just like... <sighs> like, I, was like just get really I can't nervous. go speak to them. Yeah. I can't. Oh, Either yeah. I'll rush to the bar and like neck a few beers, or if I'm already... The thing is, I, I'll compare gigs I've been at where I've drunk a lot mm-hmm. and I'd network with tons of people yeah. so there's no incentive for me not that? to drink again just because but then don't you think that's a problem yes <laughs> exactly which is <laughs> it why is I'm a like, problem, it's, yeah. it's not great but it's what helps me it's a problem I just don't know what the solution is yeah. what's the I say, alternative well I think I might just go like cold turkey and just not do it and see what happens although I know I'd probably be really stiff but hey Maybe you just have to get those few shows out your system. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, and I thought because I haven't done a, a gig in a while, I really wanted to like be chilled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I should have had something to eat. Maybe that's yeah. the solution. Next time I should eat something. You know? Just don't don't drink any alcohol. Just eat <laughs> yeah, eat loads. Just eat. Yeah. Hmm. And then what was it like when you so after the show? Mm-hmm. What's that sort of feeling like when you? finish a show Um, both like when you leave the stage and then after you sort of got home I feel really relieved I also feel like where's the time gone because there's so much work that you put into it and then once you get on stage it feels like 10 minutes and then it's just done and it's really weird Mm. and I also feel like okay well what do I do now because like I said this has been my focus for like the past two months Mm. now that it's done I'm like I don't know what to do next. Obviously, I should be just working on music. Mm-hmm. But it's like there's, there isn't this like nagging feeling anymore, which feels weird. But yeah, I, I, I always feel relieved when I come off stage. And then I also feel really overwhelmed because I get like a rush of people kind of swarm at me, which is mm-hmm. nice. It's really nice because I get a lot of good feedback. It's really great. But then I also do find that a bit overwhelming as well because I don't know what to say apart mm. from like thanks <laughs> it's a cool crowd you enjoyed it <laughs> yeah. as soon as I walked in yeah. I was like oh okay everyone in here is extremely cool and then I see like um, <laughs> yeah there was N- a few, like names <laughs> yeah Nibai Garcia's there Ellie yeah. Ingram yeah uh, Birdie I was just looking yeah. around and be like oh wow like a lot of artists yeah. obviously a fan fun. of you which is a good indication that you're putting good music out <laughs> yeah it was fun it was a good time but it is it is overwhelming I won't lie Mm. Yeah, and your um your band you like yeah. spent a lot of time bigging those guys up on on stage. Yeah, how did you so how did you meet them meet them all? Sheldon's everywhere. Sheldon <laughs> Every gig everywhere. I go to, it's like there's Sheldon he on guitar. <laughs> Everybody was screaming like I love Sheldon. I was like, who's saying that? But like, there's a few people like in love with Sheldon. Mm. Um, I've known Sheldon for a really long time. I can't tell you how. I guess it's just like. Because you can't reveal or you don't remember? No, I don't remember. Oh, okay. I feel like I've just always known him, but I always say, like, I've said to him, how do I know you again? And he's like, I don't know. I feel like we've just known each other, but mm. it's probably like the scene. We yeah. just met maybe at a gig, I want to say, but I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then David, who plays in Bula Beats. So good, isn't he? He's so great. <laughs> but so yeah. usually I play with somebody called Rafi, who plays at Unit 31. But he went on a holiday and forgot that we had the gig. Oh, nice. <laughs> so he was like, it's fine, like I'll dap it. Like I know somebody who's really amazing. And then he recommended David. And David was like, yeah, I'll do it. But David plays with so many people mm. that I was like, oh, there's no way. He's not going to have time. But 
He did. So that was great. He's amazing. Nice. And then who else is there? Luke. He played bass. Mm-hmm. I met him through another artist called Wooloo. Who oh, I yeah. did, yeah. So I used to do like BVs with him, and Wooloo also produced Table for One. So we had all done, we kind of like oh, all collaborated okay, yeah, with Luke. each other's stuff. And then Luke plays with with Miles, and it's just like, I guess we just connected through that way because I was BVing for Miles once. Wooloo, mm-hmm. same person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, we connected that way. I needed a bassist. Wooloo got really busy because he used to play bass in my band, but now he's like his own artist now, so he doesn't really have time mm. for me. <laughs> So I got uh, Luke to do it instead. And then Sam, who is playing drums. He is great. He's, he is great. He plays it in Unit 31 with Rafi. So mm-hmm. I kind of met them at the same time and I met them through Luke. So it's all like a who knows who thing. And I'm yeah. just like, hey, who, who can you recommend? And then, yeah. Small nice. world though. Yeah, yeah. Well, it certainly seemed well received on <laughs> everyone's posting about it on social media. Because yeah. and- they're just great. I feel like sometimes... I forget to sing because I'm just like, oh, like just Whoa. enjoying them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, you do a solo and you do a solo. And I'm just going to like step back and have a boogie. And you Yeah, I kind of like that how you were just turning to them yeah. when they're soloing and just, just enjoying their, <laughs> yeah. yeah, just dancing, enjoying yeah, their solos. They're, they're just great. Like, I feel really lucky to have them play with me. And I am like, I want everybody to like hear how amazing they are. So a lot of the time I'm like, do your thing I'll mm-hmm. just step back and dance and somehow remember to come back in and sing a chorus <laughs> or something <laughs> so was that the first time that um that band set yeah, yeah yeah wow yeah <laughs> yeah we've yeah, had like different variations so. but none of them like all together with yeah. me nice yeah it's great so you're happy <laughs> happy with the show I'm happy with it yeah yeah <laughs> I was just relieved Relieved, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I'm happy with it. It was good. It was a really good turnout. Like I said, the Valentine's really Day nice. as well. Yeah, I know. I thought that like nobody was going to be there because I was like, who wants to spend their Valentine's Day watching me at Ghost Notes? There were a lot of people just like holding each other, being. You yeah, could, you could tell was there was there was a sort of Valentine's yeah edge. And lots of my yeah. friends who were single just brought like their girls, had a little galantines. Nice. Which is cute. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was nice. I did enjoy it. it but why is, um, do you, I, I don't know if you know this, but why is Ghost Notes closing? closing? I have no idea. Seems crazy. I they had such was, an amazing program of yeah. music. And... Well, I, this is just me making it up, but I thought maybe it's because Peckham's getting really expensive. Mm. Maybe. And I think at Ghost Notes, it's like such a niche sort of crowd and the music they play is so niche and like I'm not sure if it always sells out maybe or like mm. people aren't drinking as much anymore because we're on this health thing at the moment you True. know it's like a juice vibe so maybe they're <laughs> like I don't know probably not enough on the bar mm. so maybe they're switching to some sort of weekend early morning mm. live music and juices yeah but I think they're, yeah I think they're gonna just like take it somewhere else yeah I don't think it'll be the end because that mm. would be a shame if it was yeah, I'm sure the space will get yeah turned into something. Yeah, but I think them as well will just take the music elsewhere. I hope. Yeah, because their, yeah. their program's been their closing program's really good amazing. actually. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm happy to have played there before it closed. Mm. I really wanted to, so it's it's good that I managed to do that. More live shows on the horizon, or when you do one, you're like, I don't want to do that again for a while. Um. Yeah, I tend to feel like that because 
I really just don't want to do anything at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but my next gig is just a support thing. So I'm supporting, do you know Joy Crooks? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I'm supporting her at her show at Omira. I don't know. Omira. Yes. It's a beautiful That's in like two venue. weeks. Yeah, it's so nice. I love it there. I went there. Last time I went there was to see Marie Dahlstrom and it was like, oh, yeah, incredible. I was there. Yeah. It's like so being good. on the unlike on the like Titanic. Sort yeah. Of. Some, like, it's really ship. interesting, like the the interior design in there is like really weird, but like cool. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited to play there. But that one, um, it's just an acoustic set, so it's I kind of prefer those because actually no, I don't prefer them because I, like I said, I love playing with the band. But in terms of like the ease of it, mm-hmm. well, I'm just showing up with like a guitarist, and it's great, and we just warm everybody up and then mm-hmm. enjoy the rest of the show. It's like it's not it's not about me it's mm-hmm. just I'm warming up for her and she's amazing yeah, yeah and like yeah so I'm I'm feeling really chilled about that one. Oh, that's nice <laughs> to have on the horizon when's that yeah that's on the 27th of Feb oh soon mm. wow yeah, yeah very soon but yeah as as for like my own shows they're so random at the moment I don't have another headline show but they they just they're really random I feel like one could come up in like two months and I don't know that it's happening yet but someone's mm. talking about it and then I'll find out how does, it, how does it how does it how does it work have you got a, a booking agent yeah. is it the label is it how does it work so I have a booking agent but with this show that we just did it was also like a show for the label so Bryony she who played before me she's also signed to True Thoughts mm-hmm. and then Rob who's like the founder is DJing so it just turned into like a label thing oh, nice. which was cool yeah, but usually, yeah, my booking agent just sorts it out, and he's great, and he's been with me for like, for like five years, like before I gave up and then started again. He was there. We'll so. get, we'll, we'll get, we'll get, we'll get onto that in a bit. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So before we just venture back to your sort of early um, music experiences yeah. as a child and stuff, um, you have no profile picture on Instagram. <laughs> Why? Tell me. It's been really bugging me. Um. I, f- I think I just felt a lot of pressure to like choose the photo okay. that's going to be as my profile picture. And I, f- and I feel like you can't really see it anyways. Like sometimes with people's profiles, I can't tell that it's them. Mm-hmm. You know, I still have to go onto the page. So I just thought, oh, it, it's point? not a big deal. Like I don't want to do it. And people still have to click on it to see my pictures. Mm. I, was, yeah, I was literally I racking know. my brains being like thinking of all these like... No, I just felt felt too much pressure. Like, my photo on Facebook for the longest time was a stick person. So I was like, oh, I don't know which one to choose. I think I just feel a way about profile pictures. Because you feel like you have to choose one picture that says... That says it all. Yeah, essentially, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know what that would be. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I'm just not going to have one. And it's like, I've had that since I started on Instagram and mm. I think it's just a thing now so now people know like <laughs> yeah. to people be fair it probably know. makes you stand out in terms of people see maybe. that black yeah, and white space think, they're like yeah, I certainly maybe. do whenever I see that I'm like oh no that's yeah there we name. go well cool then yeah I, yeah I think I've gotten to that point now where I can't change it because mm-hmm. I feel even more pressure I've been thinking about it like maybe I should just actually put mm. a profile picture but then I get stressed again and I'm like what would I put like there's so much mm. to choose from and then I'm like no because yeah, I thought you were making a statement to be like, oh, like, like in, Instagram me isn't the, like, real me. Don't, like, 
yeah. don't know me through social media. I was thinking, well, technically, yeah, these, like, it is that because like, it's just stuff. like, it's just, I just feel like there's so much pressure on social media and I didn't want to use, I didn't want to do that. Like, as a profile picture, I didn't want that added stress of choosing a profile picture. It's probably not very stressful for other people, mm-hmm. but I, it, it is for me. Like, well, social media some is people. just stressing. I'm like, oh. So yeah, that was just an added stress that I didn't want. So I simplified it and chose a white background. Yeah. That's well, the story. Why not? Break, yeah. the, break the mold. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, early childhood music yeah. experiences. Let's journey back. What are your sort of earliest, what things were you listening to as early as you can remember? Um, and at what point did you feel like you were connecting with music, getting into music? Exploring um, music. I listened to a range of me- music growing up. Like, my dad was always playing really random things. Like, a lot of jazz music. So, like, Ella Fitzgerald, Billie Holiday, mm. Nina Simone, Charlie Horn, th- people like that. And then also, like, Phil Collins. Like, so, just ran. Like, it was just yeah, very, yeah. very strange. And, um, like, Destiny's Child, I listened to a lot. Mary J. Lines. I listened to a lot of R&B growing up. But yeah. then also was so obsessed with, like, jazz music. And also my, like, biggest obsession is Stevie Wonder. Mm. I'm obsessed. He's, like, my musical dad. So yeah. I listened to a lot. Of, my dad bought this. It was, like, a Stevie Wonder ballad collection. And I would just listen to it over and over and over and just, like, copy everything he did. Yeah, because I just thought he's such an interesting artist. The way that he writes and his melodies and his harmonies, just everything. Mm-hmm. It was just really interesting to listen to. And do you feel like you picked up things from him um, that probably, you can recognize yeah. in your sound now? Um, maybe it's like some harmonies, probably, but just. His work ethic is something that I really want for myself. I haven't quite developed that yet. Mm. But also what I was, um, I always like listen to his interviews and he says like he's still got a singing teacher, which I think is so interesting because he's like my favorite singer. So to hear that he's still got a singing teacher because he's like, there's always stuff you can improve with your voice. Like your voice Mm. is like just this instrument that you never fully grasp. And I just think that's so cool. So Yeah, that's really yeah. interesting. I'm like, I, I want a singing teacher now. Like, I don't take that stuff seriously. Really? Yeah, I didn't even warm up yesterday, which is just horrid. Ever. I was going, I know, like, I, <laughs> I was, it's so funny. I was talking to my backing singers and I was like, we should really warm up. Like, I never warm up and that's something I want to change. And then, of course, I just didn't. <laughs> which is just... Bad. Just forgot or just um, thinking about... Eating. I think I was, yeah, I just, I think that's when like the time just went and mm. I just didn't end up doing it. But like Stevie Wonder would be very upset with me yeah. if he found that out. Let's hope he's not listening to the, the podcast. No, well, let's hope he I hope is. he is. Yeah. <laughs> let's hope he is. I don't mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So a lot of Stevie essentially mm-hmm. and Phil Collins. Love Phil Collins. I still listen to, I listen to that Susudio track. I don't know what that one is. <laughs> Almost just sing it. No, 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 okay. no, no, no. That's not going to happen. <laughs> Just like pure feel good. It's not like um, it's typical sort of slower stuff. Uh, it's in American yeah. Psycho. It's like uh, really, really retro and just okay, check it out when you get home. Yes. Yeah, so okay, yeah. Message it, me that. It's a good one. <laughs> um, so yeah, once you were in like school and stuff, was yeah. was music um, a big part of your education? Were you sort of um, pursuing music through education? Not really. 
Um, because I was always one of those people that's like, I don't want to really be like everybody else. Like, I think I, I did do like a music sort of course and I felt like they didn't really allow you to sing things differently. It's like, we're going to do stuff in the style of folk music today and you have to sing it exactly like Joni Mitchell sang it otherwise we're going to mark you down or like if we're going to sing it we're going to sing a rock song and you have to like growl like this person otherwise Mm. we're going to mark you down because you're not interpreting it how it's supposed to be you know and I'd just be like sort of flawed in the same way that like stars in your eyes was yeah like you just have to sing exactly like there's no room for you to just like improvise or do anything so I always felt really restricted and just like I don't want to do this like I want to do things how I want to do it and I want you to like help me with my diction or my phrasing or my breathing techniques but not essentially tell me like how to be singing it like mm. that's just strange yeah, so I didn't really yeah I didn't really do it I wasn't really like a Brit person or anything so what what age was liked. was this um I went to I did this course when I was about 17 because mm-hmm. I went I was in sixth form and then I was like doing terribly I just was yeah I was not doing just very couldn't well. be asked or... no not that I couldn't be asked I actually tried I just don't think I'm very academic so okay. <laughs> so I was like either I just like fail all of this stuff or just go and do a music course and see how that goes which mm-hmm. I did really well in that but yeah. I realized like this is not for me either because it's just too samey and everybody has to sound the same and I'm not interested in that mm. so I kind of I was actually really discouraged when I came out of it because then I was like, what do I do now? Yeah. You know, it was... What about in terms mm. of your um, like confidence in yourself as an artist? Were you aware that like you, most people couldn't sing like you? Do you, do you have any sort um, of in, impression of how sort of talented you were? Well, I always knew that my voice was slightly like jazzier, mm-hmm. maybe, but then I just put that down to like, growing up listening to jazz you know yeah um but I didn't think it was like anything special to be honest I don't think I've I'm that confident a singer like still because I I really yeah because you sort of play you sort of play with your vocals and like the tones yeah really lovely and but that's a lot of like phrasing from jazz standards and stuff you know I listen to yeah. a lot of jazz standards and like I I take a lot from let's say like Ella Fitzgerald she's always doing crazy things with her voice or Sarah Vaughan that there, it's just so much like it's so much beautiful diction there's so much phrasing in it that's so different to like R&B singers or something mm. or like pop singers and I was always interested in that so I kind of took that on and I think that's how I realized I was a bit different to like a pop singer but it didn't necessarily make me feel confident because I also didn't really hear that around the people that I was singing with. Yeah. You get me? Like the people yeah, in the yeah. scene. I was like, oh, well, it's a, I don't know if it's necessarily a good thing. No, that, you know? that's definitely a good thing. But it makes sense as to why that wouldn't fill you with confidence if yeah. you look around and you don't see or hear other people yeah. doing the similar yeah. thing. I mean, I get, I'm, um, I appreciate it now. And I think growing up, I was like always trying to do like riffs and runs and stuff and be like an R&B singer, you know? Yeah. But I realized like, oh no, I don't want to do that. I enjoy listening to it. 
Like, yeah. I really, really love listening to gospel music. Mm-hmm. It's because they're just such, like, belted. But I can appreciate that I'm not a belter. And I don't want to be like, ah, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. I can't sing like that, but, like, <laughs> I appreciate it. And it, like, fills me with joy. But it's not, it's not me. And I guess that's how I had to see it with other singers that I was around. Like, it's, I appreciate what they're doing, but it's not me. Mm. And my voice is... Um, I guess, well, I'm not going to say weird. I used to say weird all the time. Different. Definitely, fine. yeah. You've got a unique yeah. tone to your voice for sure. It's interesting though because a lot of people say I sound like Erica Badu, Eric, yeah. which I don't hear. I hear and it on the I, end of, sort of, at the end of some notes or lines. Maybe? It's the sort of, there's a certain... Like the vibrato maybe? I don't know. There's just a certain quality. It's... It's really lovely, so I don't don't, don't like it. try and change it or anything. But I can I can yeah. see why people would say that. But then but I, I used also to find think, it frustrating. Yeah, I was going to say I also <laughs> think comparisons are just yeah. I, hate, I used to I get really it. annoyed when people said that. But then I I also feel like there's worse things I could be compared to, and I love Erica. But mm-hmm. then I, that's why I got frustrated because I also felt like I don't like I don't actually listen to her that much as much as people would assume. I get a lot of people saying, oh, you must listen to Erica so much. And really, I'm like, actually, I don't. Like, yeah. I listen to Stevie Wonder a lot. So mm-hmm. I probably, it makes sense to people like, you sound exactly like Stevie Wonder. I'd be like, yeah, oh my God, I know. <laughs> but like, I don't actually, I I listen to her, but not like to the extreme that you think. Yeah. By the way that people compare me to her all the time. So I just find it really quite, quite weird mm. when people say that. People always mean well with like comparisons, yeah. but I think... People don't yeah, I'm really... flattered by it because she's great. Yeah. But it's like what... But it's just a bit weird sometimes. Yeah. It just sort of goes against... <laughs> like, being an artist is such an yeah. individual thing. So to be like, oh, you're like another artist. It's like, yeah, oh, it's cheers. A... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I never really knew how to take it. And then I also didn't want to be put in like that box of just sounding like somebody else. Yeah. So then I also get confused when people are like, but your voice is so different. So I'm like, but, but I also sound like Erica. So it's like, it's just weird. Mm-hmm. And I just try not to like take that on too much. Mm-hmm. And yeah. did, did you have people pushing you from a young age being like, you should do you music, should do like music. you're great, like you should take this seriously? Or... Um, no, no, not really. Like yeah. my dad wanted me to be a lawyer mm-hmm. because he was always like, music is so unstable and you know, like, what happens if this? And he's he's a bit he's a bit of a warrior, mm-hmm. um, which I think makes me now um, a warrior, which is kind of bad. But hey, you get a lot of things from your parents yeah. <laughs> trying to break that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think either you get the thing, what like it is, like worrying from yeah. your parents, or or you like you really literally go don't. completely. Yeah. The other way. I'm trying to yeah, like unlearn that because I don't I don't want that for myself. But I've realized in certain things, like say for instance, this show, mm-hmm. which I've been mulling over and over and like worrying about it. It's like I'm like, what if this happens? What if this happens? When really I should be thinking, well, it's gonna be great. Mm-hmm. Because why wouldn't it be great? Like mm. see things on the positive side. But um yeah, he he wanted me to like do something where I would was like guaranteed to make a lot of money and not have to struggle or this or that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was before he'd like seen me play. Yeah. And so I remember maybe I'd brought him to like an open mic when I was like 16 or something. Um, and then from there he was like, okay, 
<laughs> you're gonna be a singer then. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Steve was just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, uh, yeah. Because before scrap that, the I think thing. I'd just been like humming around the house. I'm not one of those people that um, sings all the time. Mm-hmm. I just will do like a little hum. Interesting. I would just always naively assumed anyone who's a singer just literally just, just like walks sings. around singing. I like eat, breathe, yeah. sleep music. Yeah. Because yeah, I walked past um, like I walked past Jordan Rakai in Peckham mm-hmm. once. And Did you just hear him humming? I just heard him sing, not even humming. He was just like singing. singing. He just walked past me singing, and I was like, yeah, "Wow!" Like to be fair, that. I would just. If I, was I him, wish I, I could, <laughs> but I guess it's that confidence thing again. Mm. Like I'm, and also I don't. I try not to see myself as as a singer, like just a singer, you know. So yeah. I I I used to think um, maybe. I'm not supposed to be a singer because I don't do all of that stuff and I'm not like eat, breathe, sleep music. It's mm. such a, I see it as like such a small part of what I do that sometimes that's quite detrimental because it makes me feel like maybe I'm not, maybe I don't want it enough, you mm. know? I find that really refreshing though because nine times out of ten <laughs> you speak know. to an artist and they're like, oh, if you want this, you've got to just yeah. go after it 24-7 yeah. constantly. So for you to but be like... maybe you do. Because sometimes I think I maybe would be so like further along if I was like that, you know? Who knows? But would you be, would you have been happier day to day in that yeah, sort see, of time that I don't know. period if you were just like constantly making hustling, music, networking, yeah. just like making music constantly? Well, that's not me in general mm. because it's too much like even thinking about uh, about it makes me feel overwhelmed <laughs> mm. but I sometimes do wish I was like that because I've always been like the kind of person that people say is like so underrated or like you're so under the radar and more people should know about you and I think maybe that's my fault because I am so like I'm really chilled about it and I don't know if it is if it's me just thinking well don't get your hopes up or if it's just because I'm naturally just like, I just want to be chilled with my life and I don't want to force anything. Mm. And the things, like my myself, the, the person that I am is, like I just kind of want to go with the flow with things and just naturally see where things lead. Yeah, yeah. But I don't always know if that's, if that's a good thing. Well, I think it's certainly a, a nice attitude to have, especially in, I think... Western yeah. culture and jobs, it's glorified this whole like get into work early, yeah. like charge yourself full of coffee, work late, don't sleep enough. And it's yeah. just not yeah. good or healthy and it's, it's, it's really, really bad. And then yeah. so for people to hear that you can not like drive yourself insane, yeah. like constantly doing music and still produce the music you've produced, get signed to a label, yeah. be playing shows and... and People seem to really, really love you, respect you for it. So it's, it's yeah. so nice to show people that there is another way, way. to... Yeah, there is another way. You don't have to yeah. just... And I guess you just take a lot of pressure off yourself by being like, this isn't the only... Yeah. Because I guess a lot of people are just like, it's this or nothing. Yeah, exactly. I don't want it to be like like that. It's like it's all or nothing because it, it's not... Ultimately, it's not. I enjoy making music. I enjoy singing. I'm so blessed to be able to do it. But it's not, like, who I am. Mm -hmm. I'm not a singer. Like, singing is what I do, you know? But it's not me. Mm. So I feel like when I think about it in that way, 
it makes me so much more chilled about it because it's just like a small part of my life. It's just something that I get to do, which is amazing. Mm. But then there's days where I don't want to do it. And that's what makes me feel better because it's like if I just think I'm a singer, that's all I do. And there's days where I don't want to do it. Then I'll feel like, well, then what is my purpose? Because I'm not making music and I feel like I should be making music and music is what I do. And blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. and you just work yourself up. And it's, yeah. it, I don't think it should be that way. I don't think it's necessarily um, very healthy to just be focusing on one thing. Yeah, I try to do like a lot of different things. Yeah, because you introed one of your songs last night. I can't remember which one mm-hmm. saying you wrote it when you were sort of in and out of love with... With music. Music, yeah. yeah. I get like that all the time. So it's like. been sort of <clears throat> but that's where love, I, hate, up and down? Yeah, it, it's, it's, <laughs> it's been like that for the longest time. I get to the point where I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this as like a career. Like mm-hmm. maybe I'll never like not make music. It's just I don't know to the extent that I necessarily want to go with it sometimes. Mm. Yeah. Because I'm like... um, I. I guess it's that thing of like, um, maybe I don't love it enough. I think I do, but then it's when I like look at other people. It's that like I social think, media think, rubbish, yeah. isn't it? Where you like look at everybody and they're like always making music or always in the studio. And I'm not. I'm like, sometimes I'll just like stay at home all day and read a book or like cook something. And that's it, you know? And I like, oh, I, yeah, and I won't nice. feel bad about like not recording for the day. Mm-hmm. Whereas I know there's certain people that are like constantly making music, which I think is so great, but also it, it does sometimes make me feel a bit like, why well, yeah, because I, like, I had, why um, I do that? Yeah, because I know? had Sam Wills on here and he was saying mm. he went through a period of just trying to write constantly and just nothing was yeah. happening. So he just. Oh, I don't think it can and, be forced. Yeah. So when you, when you are writing, you feel like you're just. Um, like I have to be in the having mood an outlet and enjoying yourself rather than yeah. right. It's time to like work. It's time to knuckle down and yeah. write. No, yeah, I don't do that. Um, I tried it myself, so I can agree with what Sam says. It's mm-hmm. just I don't. I've just gotten to the point where I know that I can't force it because a lot of my songs are really personal. Mm-hmm. So if I don't really have anything like pressing. Or if I'm just not in the mood or feeling like I'm really chilled today, like I want to write something or I'm really angry, like I need to get this off my chest, then I won't. I just won't. I'll probably read something because I read a lot because it actually is what helps me write. Like I just really like the idea of storytelling anyways. So Mm -hmm. if I'm feeling like I don't want to write, then I'll just read because I feel like one of my favorite quotes is you have to read to write. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, we're singers, we're storytellers. So like, you have to read stories to be able to tell it, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it just, I just do something else. And I used to feel really bad for it because I just, again, like would just see other people, like my peers, mm-hmm. constantly making music and feeling like, ah, oh, but like, like they're getting a lot of recognition for that or they're getting a lot more followers for that because they're constantly posting. Mm-hmm. But it's just something that I'm not very good at. Marie Dahlstrom is very good at it. She's amazing at Instagram. She's great at Instagram. Like, <laughs> yeah. she's giving me some tips, and I'm just like, oh. I she's can't just, do yeah, it. she's just she's great. singing constantly, like, yeah. posting clips. And... Yeah. But then I do, I will admit, like, I did used to feel really bad because I'm like, oh, I wish I was like that. Like, I wish I could just sing into the camera all the time. But then I realized, like, she's great at it, but it's just, it doesn't mean that I have to be great at it, you know? Like, we're two different mm-hmm. people. 
Yeah, but I love the fact yeah. with you that I could I look yeah. on your Instagram and I'll see what book you're reading, and yeah. it's not about it's not about music. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a very realistic because little I, peek into realis- like you yeah. and yeah. No, you're right, but I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Like, it's not I'm not constantly making music so I have to show other things because otherwise like I wouldn't be posting on Instagram at all because I like barely even make music at the moment like Mm. it's so sparse that I just want to show people that there's other things because also I feel like that's lacking with a lot of people that I see it's like so much to do with music that I feel like I don't know anything else about you like I don't know Mm. what else you enjoy to do like do you like to read do you like to cook what do you like to do? Like, yeah. I don't know, because all I see is just videos of you recording. Yeah, because you are you just know? effectively your own, like, PR team. Yeah. Just being like, this is... Like, this, this is, is what the image I, I want to <laughs> put across. Yeah. Yeah. But I just... Yeah, there's some people that I see where I'm like, I'd really like to get to know you and see what else you like. Because I know it can't just be music. Maybe it is, who knows? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. But I'm interested in different things. Yeah. So, and what about because yeah. you, you still maintain that music is just one part of your life? Yeah. How has your view on that changed, or hasn't it changed since signing to True Thoughts? Um, no. Well, when did you sign to them? Like towards the end of last year. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, what was the? Um, did you have to think about it much? Hmm. No, not really. I thought to myself, well, because I've known them for a while and we've been in talks for a while, but I've just kind of always shied away from it because I guess I was self-sabotaging, you know? You mm-hmm. get to, like, the next level or something and it's like, oh, I don't know, like, how oh, this is going to go. And then, of course, I, like, overthink it and then I'm like, no, it's fine, I'll just stay how I am, I don't like labels. Mm-hmm. But I um, went to Brighton because they're based there I had a chat with them and we'd been speaking before that anyways and they're really nice guys. Um, and I just was honest and I felt like I could be honest. Mm-hmm. And they weren't coming with the whole, you know, we like what you're doing, but it would be great if you could do this or mm. it would be great if we could yeah. change you into this, which I've had a lot of conversations with like other labels and it seems to mm-hmm. be like we're taking you on your potential, but... Yeah, but, but you need a but you need a profile but. picture. Yeah, like literally, like <laughs> if you could just have a profile picture, or if you could do this every day, or if yeah. you could take more photos of yourself, or if you could do this, mm-hmm. if you could do this remix, if you could like, it's just a lot of ifs and yeah. buts, and I was just like, this is not for me. So I kind of, I guess, I just sort of um, thought that it would be the same with True Thoughts. Yeah, but it isn't. And I'd spoken to so um, they looked after Moonchild as well, and I'm. Um, Quite close to Amber, who's like the lead singer from that. Cause She's I'd, amazing. Yeah, because I'd supported her at their boiler room. Oh, set. yeah, of course. And so I became friends with her and I'd spoken to her as well because I always like to do a bit of a background check. So I was like, <laughs> how are they? Like, what have they been like for you? And she, all she could say was positive things. Like, they're yeah. so great. They're like all about the music. They always want to help you out. And I always got that vibe from them anyways. Mm-hmm. So it seemed right as well my booking agent works with them a lot and he was like yeah they're great like they've been trying to get in touch with you for ages what are you doing and I'm like I don't know I'm scared (laughs) I don't know if I should do it but yeah they just made me feel really comfortable and it's been great like working with them so far and putting together a plan of things I think the best thing about it is that I don't have to 
do a lot of like things that I had to do before, like in terms of even like uploading tunes. It like it's just so long. But then to have like the label be like, no, we do that. Like you don't need to worry about it. You just give us the finished piece and we'll sort it out and we'll do like the lead time on this and la la la. And it's like all that stuff that I had to do before. Mm. It's oh, so great. If anything, it frees up time for you, which it is does. ideal. Yeah. It frees up time. But I mean, I'm grateful to have done that before because it means like I have a bit more knowledge about what to expect about things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is nice to have them just say like, your job is to literally deliver music. Like yeah. you don't need to be focusing on all this other stuff. Like we do it. Mm. chill and I'm like oh. which is a bit weird because I also feel like oh but I want to be in control of it like I want to know what's happening but they always keep me in the loop with things which is also good mm. yeah they're one yeah. of the because there is a bit of a sort of a stigma around labels it's it feels like sort of good and like the light side and the dark side with like independence and, and yeah. labels but I think True Thoughts are one of the few labels that sort of transcend that and yeah. just they've got a really really good reputation yeah. even from my point of view when I speak with any of the PR people mm-hmm. it's just it's a different sort of um, it's just a different type of conversation yeah. in terms of how personable it is and friendly and yeah. they just feel like they're separated from the industry and just sort of doing yeah which is what I love their own thing yeah yeah yeah. so with, with your last release mm-hmm. Table for One yes um <laughs> I know what it's about because I've read about it, but if you just explain what it's about, because I love the... The meaning. I love the meaning. I love the story. (laughs) Yeah, I really like it. Um, Well, it's essentially about um, me having my heart broken by somebody. And in hindsight, I'm actually really grateful for it because it brought about this really beautiful song. And it changed me as well because... I guess I just had to really like show up for myself and realize that like I was fine before this person and I will be fine again. Like, you know, I'll be mm-hmm. happy again. It's it's fine. And I had to just like, I tried everything to work it out with the person and like get back with them and just feel like if I'm not with this person, then what will I do? Because I didn't see it ending. So it was just a bit of a shock. And when I say like, I tried like rubbing crystals, I tried singing charts, I tried everything Mm -hmm. and it was just like, that's not the way it's supposed to be anyways. That's not love. Like, what are you doing trying to force it like that? Yeah. Um, And so I wrote the song and it was really healing for me. And then when I got towards the end of the song, I just felt like, yeah, like it's, it's actually not that bad being on your own the biggest thing for me was like going out to eat on my own I always felt like oh people that eat on their own like they must be so lonely or like everybody's Mm -hmm. like looking at you and really like nobody cares yeah nobody actually cares and once I realized that it like changed me but I think from the whole experience in general I think it needed to happen because there's a lot of like shifts that sort of took place after that breakup and if if it didn't happen, then I don't even, like, I'd, I feel like I wouldn't have really grown as a person. And that song wouldn't have come about. Mm. So it wasn't just a metaphor. It was actually like a no. physical going and eating. Yeah, going and eating alone. But then also, yeah, like that whole independence thing, like you're by yourself now and it's fine. Sometimes it's not fine, but that's also fine because you'll get there. Mm. It took so long to like get over that. But Yeah, I read a quote I from you it. which was... The was it the collateral beauty of yeah 
heartbreak. Yeah, which because I just thought was it is like beautiful. It's, yeah, it is though because obviously, like breaking up with somebody is so difficult, and sometimes you're just like, "What am I going to do with myself? Like, what do I do now?" I'm confused. Mm. <laughs> and then, but then I think once you make the decision to keep going and like learn from it and try not to make the same mistakes as the obviously previous relationship that you had and just show up for yourself and then you really start to see like the beauty in it it's so strange Mm -hmm. but it just forces you to like deal with your stuff deal Mm -hmm. with your mess and grow and so that's what I think was the beautiful part about it so did it come out of you quickly this song was it a a sort of fast process Mm, or yeah I'd say it, it really was I think it must have been weighing on me for like a long time mm-hmm. but also I couldn't really articulate it before mm. um, so like I really just had to sit with myself I don't think I was writing for a, for a while yeah because I just didn't have the energy or I didn't want to or I don't know it just wasn't there but then when it did eventually like bubble up that's what it came to be mm. it was it's it's interesting I feel like even the structure of the song it's like the verses are so mellow and it's like I'm just like trying to get this person back and then the chorus is just really crazy because it's like it just kind of represents what was going on in my head which was just madness because I was like what do I do Mm. Ah!" and then towards the end of it it's like "Ah, it's okay like I'm fine it's beautiful I just get to enjoy this beautiful piece of music now yeah it's all good yeah yeah really really beautiful really beautiful track Mm. yeah so with um you openly say the sort of self-care is sort of a big part of your life and you yeah. like, often post quotes and <laughs> things like that. What's your oh, main... So what do you say? <laughs> it's just funny. It's funny because I get a lot of people like, I really want to like meet up with you and have coffee and like chat about some of the things you post, which is so interesting because it's like I I post a lot of that stuff because I'm maybe I'm going through something and I'll think, well, I can't be the only one, mm-hmm. you know? And I've realised a lot that as much as we're all so different and we like to talk about how unique we are and my music is different to your music or my page is different to your page, we all go through the same things. So there's, I often think if I'm feeling really, like today I'm feeling really flustered and I feel like there's somebody else who's feeling flustered too. So, hey, mm-hmm. I've seen this thing. Maybe this is going to help somebody else who's feeling flustered. And then I just like post it. Yeah. Well, it's like, yeah, you just yeah. seem to just radiate honest positivity. Yeah. Well, not always positivity. It's not always but positive, just, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, definitely not always positive. Just radiating honesty honest, and yeah. good vibes aren't always good vibes in terms of their being positive, but they're yeah. just honesty like and a rawness is a good mm. thing to put out there. And I think yeah. people are so busy on Instagram and Facebook putting out the best version of themselves yeah. that people don't want to see that. It's so yeah. refreshing to be like, this was shit, or I'm having a tough time, yeah. or here's a quote to help with but it's because also I don't see that enough and I like used to complain about that same thing like oh everybody's posting their highlights but I was just like not necessarily posting my highlights but I wasn't necessarily like posting the bad times either Mm -hmm. you know and so I felt like well I can't just complain about it Mm. I need to be doing what I say I want to see yeah which sometimes it's a bit awkward I don't post like really bad times because I feel like that's unnecessary and I also don't want to like make people feel uncomfortable but yeah. if it's like a a little thing 
I'll do it. Why not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, why not? Mm. So what's your main sort of mantra when it comes to looking after yourself in terms of like yourself. self-care, self-love? What's the what's um, your main set of things you find really important to like keep you on track? Well, probably, well, I always have to listen to my body. Mm-hmm. I used to not listen to my body and just like, because you know people say, your mind should tell your body what to do, you know, like don't listen to your body, just go with what your mind says. Like you can, if you're feeling tired or something and you really, you need to just get up and go, like don't listen to it. And I felt like, I used to do that for the longest time, but it's actually not a very good thing to do. I feel like you should always, always listen to your body. My girlfriend's going to love you. It's the tr- <laughs> She's been telling me that for years when yeah. she's tired. She's like, I just need to listen to my body she's like it doesn't matter what time it is yeah my body says i'm tired so i'm gonna go sleep yeah right now yeah always listen to your body Mm. and i think well this isn't i don't know if this is necessarily self-care but like my favorite ever quote is if not this something better so i always think if something's going a bit terrible the way that i can calm myself down is by thinking okay like, this doesn't have to be the end. Or, like, maybe something is going to pop up on the horizon. Just, mm. like, it's fine. Like, it's never the end. It's fine. That's a nice way fine. to think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of similar to the, what is it? If it's, it'll be okay in the end. And if it's not okay, it's not the end. Yeah. Same mm. thing, essentially. Yeah, that's just how I like well, to think We should just get you reeling off. <laughs> quote, quote, quote after I quote. Love quote. Yeah. I love a quote. Yeah. It centers me. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of quotes, you, you've you've said already you're really into your reading. Yes. What um are there any books in particular that have sort of changed the way you think, or that have um, just been or just been particularly good that you recommend? Well, there's this book by Deepak Chopra who I like quote in my song Table for One. Mm-hmm. And he's like this spiritual guru. So in the song I say, Deepak said detachment is the key, which. It, it 100% is like I don't attach myself much to things anymore because it's Mm -hmm. so like things are constantly changing everything is temporary so there's no point in attaching yourself to it because it's gonna like fall away at some point Mm. um and he has this book it's called uh the path to love and it's about like self-love and compassion for other people and it's just a really beautiful book I always come back to it when I'm not feeling so loving Mm. and then I'd also say another book is it's called The Art of Communication Mm -hmm. it's by I never know how to say his name but like Tich Tich Nish Han what was that? (laughs) (laughs) he's like a zen like Buddhist teacher okay and it's so simple I, I it's like this book basically it's like it dropped on my head it didn't drop on my head, but like the way it just came to me was so mm. weird. So I looked at it and I was like, the art of communication, but like what? Like everybody knows how to communicate, but actually we don't. And I've learned so much reading that book. Like the way I communicate with people, sometimes it's just so unhelpful, mm. you know? That's interesting. Um, And there's just always a way to say things. There's always a way to react to people. And it's just all about like having compassion for other people. Mm. yeah it's beautiful it talks about like writing it's like a a statement that like before you 
if you've argued with somebody, it's like you would say to the person, you have hurt me because, and then like list all the things. But like think about it as if, like how would you like somebody to tell you that they've hurt you? You don't just like shove it down their throat and say, you did this, you did this, you did Mm. this. It's almost like, I feel like this because. It's not even essentially to say like you hurt me because nobody can actually make you feel anything, you know? It's like all you anyways. But it's just, yeah, it's just it's just interesting the way that he says, like, we should be communicating. I feel like ugh, everybody would have such stronger relationships if we did all communicate that way. So I always want to recommend that book because I'm like, So that's something that it. needs to be in, like, the curriculum. Yeah, like, yeah. you read it so that we can communicate better. Yeah. And then you get your friends to read it and then they'll communicate better with you. And then we'll all be better communicators and hug more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the happy future. Yeah, I've actually got a book in my bag for you. Really? I don't know if you've read it. Um, it. The Creative Quest by... No, I haven't. By Questlove. No. Oh, my God. Somebody was telling me to read that. Oh, man. <gasps> oh, synchronicity. Isn't it beautiful? It's so good. Wow. Yeah. Just oh, the wow. way he approaches creativity is mm. really... You have to stop and you just... Every other page, you just sort of sat there thinking, being like, wow, that's really interesting. Is it like... So I'm guessing he doesn't create every day? So maybe no, he he talks about how important it is to stop and how important it is to get your creativity from other places. He goes and speaks to like chefs about how they create menus and he's just... Yeah, that's a really interesting way to look at it. In fact, speaking of creative processes, so there is another book. It's by Kenny Werner and it's called Effortless Mastery. Mm -hmm. And he talks about um, basically like mastering your craft and like the art of repetition. So I'm, I've always been like a closet guitarist because I just can't seem to get it right. Like I'll play if I have to. <laughs> That's the why I learned in the first place was, was because my guitarist at the time like stood me up and I was like, never again. Like I'm going to just learn how to play myself. I, don't, I never want to depend on anybody again. And so I can play like if I need to, but I also want to get to the point where I'm actually like really comfortable and I like choose Mm-hmm. to do some gigs by myself. Yeah, yeah. And so I read this book by him and he was saying, um, it's really important to not think of yourself as a guitarist, for instance. Like if I was, if, if I was playing something that isn't my instrument, if I was playing drums, I would just be playing in a really silly way and not thinking about it because I know like I'm not a drummer and this means nothing and nobody's going to look at me as a drummer. So you're just so much more free Mm. because it isn't what you do. But as soon as you get onto your own instrument, you start putting all this pressure on it and you're like, I have to be amazing because this is what people are seeing me as. And then it makes you not good because you're putting so much pressure on it. Mm. So it it was just a really interesting way to like see it. Like don't put so much pressure on yourself. It actually doesn't matter. He was like, if you put like a bag over your head and I held it tight to you, are you going to be thinking about your guitar? Like, is it? Is that going to be like one of the first <laughs> yeah. things you think of? Probably not. Like, yeah. it's never that serious. You should just enjoy it. And everything you play, you should say to yourself, this is the most beautiful sound I've ever heard whilst you're playing it. And that just helps you to be like, yeah, I'm really just enjoying mm. the sounds that are coming from this. And it doesn't need to be perfect because I'm not perfect. So why would my playing be? You know? I can't wait to cut that bit it's up as strange. a clip. <laughs> That's just perfect. It's true. Yeah. I'm very conscious of time. So we have to quickly run through a few Q&As. Q&As, is that how you even say it? Yeah. Um, Okay, so do you practice your vocals? We've already sort of covered that. No. (laughs) But I want, I'm I'm going to this year. Yeah, okay. 
Um, who's your dream collaboration? Um, Stevie? Probably Stevie, but maybe that's a bit obvious. But that's the only person I can think of right now. So yeah. That'll do. Stevie. <laughs> mm, interesting one. Somebody's obviously feeling your style because someone asked, do you have any style icons? No. No. <laughs> All you. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, advice for unknown artists starting out? Um, try not to follow what everybody else is doing because you'll only get discouraged. Just enjoy your art. Practice your own art, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say... Do some open mics so you get comfortable playing in front of people. Write your own song so you get comfortable learning how to write songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and just enjoy the process. It's like a really beautiful thing that we get to create music. And music is so like, it's so important in, in terms of like, it's a way to connect people. So the fact that you even get to do it, it's like, that's enough. So just mm-hmm. enjoy that and see what happens. Nice. And, then and try last... to do other things. Say again? Try to do other things when you're stressed. Yeah. Like it's, music is not the be all and end all. <laughs> and lastly what would you be doing if you weren't doing music good question well I always think I would have loved to do like psychology or something because mm. I really like to talk to people like one on one I'd probably try my hand at being a counsellor mm-hmm. yeah you'd is... be amazing at it based really? on this conversation Stop. no it's come at su- this conversation yeah. has come at such a good time for me, I've just been flapping yeah. around this week so stressed and I was just really looking forward to chatting to you about yeah. taking care of yourself and stuff. <laughs> so, yeah. Listen to your body. Yeah. If you're feeling stressed, it's like, you you know what you need to do. Like, just chill, have some mm. tea, take some time off and then you'll feel much more like revitalised yeah. eventually and come back to it. You're not always going to feel stressed. So don't like stress about feeling stressed. Which is something that I used to do as well. Yeah, that's, that's so true. Don't do it. Get stressed about the feeling the of fact stress. That, yeah, it's just a passing moment. Yeah. And also like, because I, um, I go for therapy as well, which mm. I recommend everybody does. I understand it's not so accessible, it's so expensive. Mm. But like something my therapist says was, because I was feeling like a bit of a failure. Well, I was looking at like ticket sales, for instance. Because it was just like moving so slow. And then obviously I realised like it's January as well. People aren't really trying to buy stuff. (laughs) But I was getting really discouraged and I was like, oh, I feel like such a failure. Like I'm just such a failure. And she says that one really good technique is separating yourself from the thought. So it's not that you're a failure. You could say, I'm having the thought that I'm a failure. Or I'm noticing that I'm having the thought that I'm a failure. And just doing that like totally separates it from you because it's like, just because you're having the thought that you're a failure doesn't mean that you're a failure. That's mm. just a thought. And the thoughts that we have are just like so fleeting. It yeah, and I guess when you think day. about the the ridiculous thoughts you have all day, every all, day. On the daily, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, just so one true. of those things. Just de- just depends how much sort of importance you give to yeah. the thought. Mm. Yeah. All right, we'll, we'll end on that sentiment. On that. <laughs> Thanks so much for taking the time out. To Thank come on the podcast after you. your show. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, and it's been great. <laughs> wish, you, wish you all the best. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs>